Give these musicians and singers another hand. They're worthy of it. Last song, Sister was singing through it all. We've all had our troubles, trials, heartaches, sorrows. But you know, if you've got Jesus, He's been with you through it all. Amen. Amen. You got children, they're going to class. Just take them right on. Thank God for children. And they're good children because they've got a good pastor. <laughs> he brings them up right. Yeah. Without a shepherd, we're liable to stray, right? <laughs> It sure is good. Boy, I just put up here this morning. I'll tell you what, it's been a rough time here of late, but I just sit up here and listen to all them songs and the messages in them songs, and, and I just sit up here and I just relax. I look back over this congregation, and everybody seemed to be a listening and seemed to be letting the Holy Spirit just flow through them. And, and uh, you know, uh, He'll show up every service. And it'll depend on us whether he stays or not. And if he feels that he's not welcome, he'll move on somewhere else. Now, if he feels out he's welcome and he comes in here and people are love him and are praising him, he's going to stay around. Hey, man. And he's going to visit every pew this morning. I'm sure he already has. He's going to visit everybody sitting on the pew this morning. And he is going to give you a blessing if you want it. Now, when he passes by, he, he's not one. I read in the Bible where Jesus was hardly ever still. He was on the way. Amen. He was on the move. So he's on the move here and this morning. So when he passes by you, and if you're here and you're lost, listen to this. If you're here and you're lost this morning... It doesn't matter what's going on in this service where it's singing, preaching, whatever. I want you to know these altars are never closed here. And I want you to know something else. I'd lot rather pray with you is to preach to you. So there you have the invitation this morning to come whosoever will at any time this morning. And I'm sure the church feels the same way this morning. They like to see people come and let Jesus change their lives too because they realize and know how good it is to allow Jesus to come into your life and be Lord of your life. So just keep that in mind and, and you know as I said earlier I believe the time is running out. How many believe that this morning? How many believe that we're in the latter of the last days this morning? According to the Bible, the signs are all pointing to the end. People say, well, I've heard that as they did over in Peter. Said, well, they said it, uh, they had heard it since their father had slept. Where is his coming? He's not come yet. That don't mean he's not coming. He don't work on my timetable and your timetable and the world's timetable. He works on God's timetable. Amen.
And you know the Bible says it's appointed for us once to die and after death then the judgment. So we all have an appointed time. We don't know when that time is going to come our way, but we know it's coming one of these days. And so we need to be ready when it comes. I was thinking this morning, and I said, well, you know, I hope I'm here next Sunday, but I may not be here, you know, then. I may be, this may be the last time ever I stand behind the podium and scream at you people. I hope not, but I don't have a guarantee that this won't be my last time. So I said to myself this morning, I'm going to start doing every opportunity that I'm at church, Brother Larry. I am going to start giving God praise for it. Amen. Because we need to do it. We may not be here tomorrow to do it. That's why the Bible says the day is the day. Amen. Tomorrow may be too late. Uh, If you're not ready, it's too late to get ready yesterday. And you may not have the opportunity tomorrow. So that's why today is the day that you need to get ready for the coming of the Lord. Amen. If you have your Bible this morning, stand with me. And I don't know how much I'm going to read, just ever what the Lord stops me at. But over in Luke chapter 14, in Luke chapter 14, and I don't know how many of you remembers it, but Ricky preached from chapter 14, but not in the same place that I was. So I'm going to follow up on where he preached that last Sunday night about making excuses. Amen. And so I want to look in verse uh, 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 chapter 14, uh, and in, I want to read two verses there. Um, in verse 20, uh, 27 and, and 28, um, and it said in verse 27, And whosoever doeth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Let me read that again. Whosoever doeth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Verse 28, For which of you intending to build a tower setteth not down first and counteth the cost whether he have sufficiency to finish it? Heavenly Father, we bow our heads this morning as humbly as we know how. Father, we thank you for this beautiful congregation that's come this way today. Father, we thank you for the beautiful songs, Lord, of inspiration that's been sung this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the visitors this morning that's come to be with us. We thank you, Lord, for the congregation that's come together this morning in one place, in one mind. Father, I pray this morning, Lord, for those that are sick and shut in. I pray this morning, Lord, for those that are here this morning that may not know you. I ask God this morning that you will stir that heart this morning. And Lord, that you will just uh, let them know that you're in the house and that you're here to save them and to help them. Father, I pray, God, for those that's traveling on the highways today, that you will give them safety, Lord. We pray for these from Indiana that you will give them safety back to their homes. 
Lord, we pray for every church this morning. We pray for every pastor across the country today, Lord. And pray, God, that you will be with each and every one of them here this morning. Father, I pray, God, that you will come, Lord, and anoint this servant of yours again this morning, as you have many times, that not I, but you, Lord, will be seen and heard. So, Father, we're just going to look to you this morning because I truly don't know how you're going to go. But, Lord, I know as your disciple that you said follow you. And, Lord, that's what I intend to do. So, Father, I pray this morning now that we all will turn our attention, Lord, to your word and what you are saying to each and every one of us here, out there on Facebook, on the Internet, wherever it's going and ever how it's going, Lord. I pray, God, that they will just stop what they're doing and listen for a few minutes of what, God, you have to say here today. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen and Amen. Uh, as I was looking, sitting there reading the other day through the Bible, and, and I would come up on Scripture, and there'd be thoughts popping in my mind, and I would just take a pencil because I can't remember the way I used to remember. I know it's not because of my age, but uh, something else wrong with me. But I would just write down a verse, a chapter, a verse, and where it was found at. And so I was just going through the Bible there, and I was just reading, and I came over to this, and I, I was reading this scripture here, and, and, I, and I thought, well, now Rick preached out of uh, the first part of this chapter, and uh, so he, he stopped there about halfway through the chapter, and, and I got to read, and God just laid it on my heart, and he gave me a text this morning, and I would like to uh, think upon the thought this morning. Uh, I think I told Earl back there to put it up there. Uh, uh, have you counted the cost this morning? Have you counted the cost this morning? If you're here this morning and you're lost, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to consider Him today. You need to consider Him today. If you're watching on Facebook or listening ever how you're hearing it or seeing it this morning, you need to consider whether you're at this morning, you need to consider if Jesus comes today after you, are you ready to go or not? So you need to count the cost this morning. And you say, Brother Al, what do you mean counting the cost this morning? Well, Jesus was speaking in parables here of the Great Supper. Uh, and Ricky preached last Sunday night on giving excuses uh, why people could not go uh, uh, to the Last Supper or the Great Supper. Uh, and people today, uh, uh, Jesus said, made excuses back then at the invitation, uh, but He's still giving that invitation today, uh, and people are still rejecting uh, the invitation uh, to go to that Great Supper. Amen. Uh, they're still rejecting uh, the invitation uh, to come and receive Him uh, as Lord and Savior uh, uh, this morning. Uh, so friend, what I'm saying this morning to you, uh, the Bible said in verse 24 up there, uh, after they had made all of these excuses uh, why they couldn't come uh, to that supper, uh, the Bible said in verse 24, uh, and Jesus said this, uh, He said, For I say unto you uh, that none of these men or people uh, 
which were bidden uh, shall taste of my supper. Uh, amen. Uh, so I'm telling you today, friend, uh, you had better consider uh, where you're going to spend uh, eternity at. Uh, uh, somebody's talking the other day, uh, and they said, Brother Ralph, uh, I said, you know, uh, uh, people just don't preach uh, on hell anymore. Uh, I said, well, uh, People is going uh, to the wrong church. Uh, amen. Uh, because the Bible uh, uh, teaches, uh, uh, Jesus talks uh, about hell uh, more than he does about heaven. Uh, so people, uh, you need to count the cost uh, uh, this morning uh, because he gives uh, every one of us uh, an invitation uh, because the Bible says uh, that Jesus uh, is no uh, respecter of person. Uh, so he loves you uh, as much as he loves me. Uh, the Bible said he loved us all. Uh, and Romans 5 and 8, uh, that he commended his love uh, toward us. Uh, when we were yet sinners, uh, Christ uh, died uh, for uh, you and me this morning. And for the world uh, this morning. So you need to consider today... Uh, if Jesus should come for you, where you're going to spend eternity at, Brother Mark, Amen. tomorrow and the rest of eternity. You know, a lot of good people has good intentions today. But on the other hand, a lot of good people have good intentions not going to hell, but they're putting it off and they're in hell today because uh, they didn't carry out uh, them good intentions today. Amen, Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy labor. And he said, I'll give you rest. Oh, yeah. I don't understand it, Mark. Uh, now, and I really don't understand it when I look back for 38 or 9 years of my life uh, out in the world of sin, uh, as smart as I am, uh, I'm still trying to figure out uh, why I was so dumb uh, all them years uh, and hadn't counted the cost. Uh, but one day I counted the cost uh, and I didn't like how I figured out uh, if I died lost because uh, Jesus said uh, there's one or two places uh, you're going to spend eternity uh, either in heaven or hell. Uh, they ain't no in-between. Uh, I don't care what uh, uh, people say. Uh, that woman uh, says Jesus uh, is not the only way to heaven. Uh, I got news for that big billionaire. Uh, that's what the Bible says. Uh, there's only one way uh, and that's the way uh, of Jesus Christ. This boy. Jesus said I am the way. Uh, there is no other way. And don't try to tell me that the grave is the end of it. The grave is just the beginning of it. Come on, brother. And I don't want to hear none of this baloney about, well, uh, uh, a place called, uh, there's another place if, you, if you're not ready uh, when you die, they'll pray you out of there. There ain't no such a place as that. The Bible says there's no such a place. The Bible says there's one or two places you're going to spend heaven or hell. And the Bible says a tree will 
lay the way that it falls. People think, well, what in the world are you talking about? A tree? He's simply saying when you die, that's the way it is. You're going to be judged uh, whether you're lost or whether you're not lost. Uh, ever how that you die, that's the way you're going to be judged. Have you counted the cost this morning? Have you counted the cost? You need to count the cost. You need to count the cost. Because Jesus said, I invite everyone to come. I invite everyone to come to the supper. Now Jesus won't make you come. Jesus won't make you do anything. He won't slap you upside the head. I've heard people say, well, Jesus slapped me upside the head. Jesus don't slap people upside the head. Jesus just comes and he whispers in your ear and he say, come unto me and I'll help you. Jesus don't make deals. I've heard people try to make deals with God. I used to try to make deals with God. You don't make deals with God. It's God's way or no way. God, we're no way. I usually well, God, if you'll get me out of this, and I'll get out of the next of myself. How stupid was I? Don't tell me. I already know. But if you count it to cost, you know, the Bible said, and he was referring to a tower here, an illustration. And he said, how many of you, if you go build a tower, how many of us that go to build a house or go to build anything when uh, God was wanting to build this building here and you know the board and the trustee, we got together and we got somebody to come and uh, draw out a blueprint to it or how we wanted it and, and this and that. And, and uh, after he got it drawn out, then we had him to, uh, to check the prices, see what all we need, how much we needed, how much it was going to cost, uh, uh, you know, to to get it finished, uh, and then we could make up our mind whether we could be able to pay for it or not, knowing that God would pay for it because God said He would build him a house, and He built this house, and it was paid for pretty quick, amen. And, and But you sit down and you count the cost, whatever you're going to do. If you're going to go buy a new vehicle, uh, you'll sit down and you and your wife, if you've got a wife, man, you'd better talk it over with her. Uh, and, uh, and, and you'll figure out, well, now, can I make a payment on this vehicle? Or if I can't make a payment, what am I going to do? I'm going to lose it. If I build a house and I can't pay for it, I'm going to lose everything. Well, let me tell you, this is an illustration of what God was saying. You better count the cost uh, because if you miss heaven, you have missed everything. If you miss heaven, you've missed everything. Your life has just been, just been vanity, hey man. Why do you mean? See, God brought you into this world, and He had a purpose for you being in this world. You say, well, I don't know what my purpose is. Well, maybe the reason you don't know what it is uh, is simply because you've never asked Him what it is. Exactly, Amen. Amen. If you think God won't answer you, you ask Him something like that, and He will answer you. You may not like the answer, but now He'll put it on you. Right. Amen. So He said, talking about counting the cost this morning, over in the book of Luke, chapter 16, 
and verse 19, and I want to go there for just a minute. The Bible says, the Bible said, tells a story. Well, Jesus said it. Jesus said it in verse 19 of chapter 16. And he gives the illustration of two people there. Uh, in verse 19 of chapter 16. He gives an example of two people of just what we was talking about here on counting the cost. You know, there's people today just like one of these men that I'm just going to read to you here in a minute about. But there's people today that thinks that they have their life in control. Amen. They think that they have got all the money they can ever spend. And they think that they can control their destiny. You say, what do you mean controlling them? They think that they can control their life, where they're going to go and what they're going to do. But friends, you're not in control of your destiny. God's in control of your destiny. Now you may control some things while God allows it, but the bottom line is, if you make the wrong choice in this life, you're going to live with that choice throughout eternity. Throughout eternity. And so there's two men here. The Bible said in verse 19, it said, there was a certain, listen to this, a certain rich man which was clothed in purple. Clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. So Jesus said, a certain rich man was rich. He dressed in purple, the finest clothing. He no doubt lived in the finest house in that country. He no doubt had the finest table set of anybody around. Because he was rich, and we would think him being rich... He could buy anything that he wanted to buy. Evidently, this man, Connie, he had the same ideal that his money would buy him anything that he needed. He had the best of everything. But friend, the Bible said there was a certain beggar. Now, he named the beggar's name, but not the rich man. He said, and there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores and designed to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So we've talked about the rich man. And let's look at the beggar. The Bible says that he laid daily outside the house of this rich man. The Bible said he begged for the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. You remember these words. You remember the difference in these two people. And the Bible said, and it came to pass that the beggar died. <laughs> and 
and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. It's paradise. And the Bible said, and the rich man also died and was buried. There's a difference there, right? What made the difference in these two people? The rich man had not considered the cost if he died. The rich man put all of his hopes and all of his believing in all of his riches and unmaterial things. But I hear poor old Lazarus had nothing. He was a beggar. The dogs came and licked his sores. He just didn't ask for much, just, just a crumb that fell from his table. Hey, man. Oh, God, I'm about to have a spell here. <laughs> <coughs> How many times would you assume that that rich man looked out his window and seen old Lazarus, a poor man laying out there full of sores, begging, just begging for the crumbs uh, that fell from his table. Uh, he didn't ask the rich man uh, for a steak. He didn't ask the rich man uh, to come in and sit at his table and feed him beans and cornbread and onions and all that good stuff. Uh, he didn't ask for that not one time. Uh, all he asked for was just the crumbs. Uh, sometimes the church, uh, the crumbs is better uh, than anything else. Amen. Uh, it's better than anything else. Uh, I've had some of the best services uh, a few times, Brother Mark, uh, after church uh, and just a few in the parking lot out here or on the porch talking uh, and we get a Lord move in uh, and we've had some good services. Uh, I've seen people in the old church uh, come over one night at a revival uh, and after the revival everybody had left uh, pretty much and eight or ten were there uh, and this person came up uh, and said can we get back in the church? Uh, we said sure we can. Uh, he said I need to be saved uh, and we went back in uh, and he got saved. Why? Uh, because the word uh, made him stop and consider uh, where he's going to spend uh, eternity at my friend. He didn't ask anything from the rich man. He didn't ask for some of his uh, 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 beautiful clothes. Uh, he didn't ask for his food off from his table. Uh, he didn't even ask to be invited in. Uh, all he asked for was just a few crumbs. Uh, Hey, man, to eat. And the Bible said the dogs came and licked his sores. But the Bible also says the beggar died. Oh, I like this part. The beggar died. The angels came and carried him into Abraham and threw him into paradise. But the Bible says that the rich man also died and they buried him. And the Bible said in verse 33, and in hell he lifted up his eyes. The Bible said being in torment, uh, 
hey man, I, I want to look at five things. Uh, if you think the grave is the end of it, uh, if you think the grave, uh, that's, that's going to be the end of it. You're forgotten. Uh, you're gone. Uh, you're gone all right, but you're gone to one of the two places uh, where you're going to spend eternity at, brother. Uh, hey man, uh, and so, uh, uh, so uh, you need to listen here for a minute. Uh, the Bible said, uh, and in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torment, and seeth Abraham afar off. So that tells me in hell you're going to be able to see. Amen. Think about it. You're going to be able to see. Because the Bible said he lifted up his eyes and seen Lazarus in paradise. So that tells me you're, if you go to hell, uh, you're going to be able to see to heaven. You're going to be able to see your loved ones. You're going to be able to see your families. Uh, and you are going to be able to see what's going on in heaven, uh, but heaven is not going to be able to see what's going on in hell. But this man, this, this we've got a witness here, that rich man said he lifted up his eyes being in torment uh, and seeing Lazarus and Abraham's bosom. And in verse 29, and the Bible said, And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Let's look at verse 24. In verse 23, the Bible said that he could see. In verse 24, the Bible said talk because he said Father Abraham so we know he can see we know you're going to be able to talk and then it said he begged Abraham to send Lazarus and dip his finger in water and touch it to his tongue because that tells me that he can also taste you're going to be able to taste. So you're going to be able to see, you're going to be able to talk, and you're going to be able to taste in hell. Things is getting quiet in here. I hope you're counting the cost if you go to this place. And the Bible also says, for I am tormented in this flame. That tells me that's a burning hell down there. And so it also tells me that you can feel. He said, because I am tormented in this flame. So you see, he said, he talked, and he felt. That's four things right there. And in verse 25, But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And I've said that I believe all of these things are going to be bad. All five of them are going to be bad. 
But I believe this morning, if you choose to go to hell out there, I believe with all my heart, uh, uh, seeing uh, and remembering uh, is going to be two of the worst things uh, that you're going to remember and you're going to see. Because you're remembering, uh, you're going to remember... all the times. Huh? You may be sitting in this building this morning. Huh? You may be sitting in whosoever will in Edinburgh, Indiana. Huh? You may be sitting up the road or down the road in one of these churches. Huh? But I want to tell you something. Huh? If you're lost and don't know Jesus Christ this morning, huh? one of these days, my friend, huh? if you don't consider the cause huh? and let Jesus change your life huh? and get you prepared for heaven, huh? one of these days, huh? you're going to be like the rich man was uh, that thought he had it all in this life. Uh, You may have it all, uh, material things in this life, uh, but friends, if you don't have uh, a forgiveness of sin, uh, if you don't have the promise uh, of eternal life in heaven, uh, then if you don't have them promises, uh, you don't have nothing uh, this morning. And on the other hand, you may be like me, you may not be worth nothing, look like nothing or anything, but if you've got Jesus, then you've got all you need this morning. You've got it all. If you've got Jesus, you've got it all. And I believe looking up and seeing in heaven. And then the second thing I really think is going to be bad. You're going to remember. If you're here today, if you come to this church today, if you go to any church anywhere, doesn't matter. If you choose to go to hell, you're going to remember every service you was in. You're going to remember every service you was in here. You're going to remember every service that you hear this preacher preach. That's a promise. Because the Bible said, Abraham said, you remember. He remembered his life. He remembered his life on earth. He remembered how good he had it. He also remembered that he had made the wrong choice when he had chose the world instead of choosing Jesus. Now he probably thought back then, well look that old poor man out here, I wish he wouldn't come around my house. What will my neighbors think? That's the way a lot of us would feel. What will our neighbors think? But remembering. Remembering. And it won't just be for a lot of time like it is here in this life, Brother Mark going to be forever brother going to be forever but so is heaven I've had people say well brother Ralph I've tried living right and I just can't live I just can't live it's too hard to live a Christian life they don't know what the Bible said the Bible said the way of a transgressor is hard the way of a sinner is hard brother Mark I've been there I've lived there on both sides of the fence, so to speak. Uh, and I can tell you, uh, it ain't easy neither way. Uh, uh, sometimes, uh, Brother Roman, uh, it's a whole lot better uh, living on the side of the Lord uh, than it is on the side of the devil. Uh, why? Because uh, the devil will get you into trouble, uh, but Jesus will keep you out of trouble. Uh, well, Gloria, I've never been so excited in my life uh, as I am right now. Hey, man. Heaven is looking better all the time to me. Looking better all the time. He said, send Lazarus. 
See, he didn't ask for much, and he didn't ask for a pitcher of water sitting on his table at home. He didn't ask for that. He just asked for one drop of water. But you know the bad part of it? He didn't even get that. He didn't even get that. You know, we take water for granted. I get this bottle of water. I take water for granted. I go home, I go to the refrigerator, I get me out a bottle of water. I take water for granted. But you know what? There's people in hell. If they could take their money, but they didn't, can't take their money with it, it wouldn't do them no good because there ain't no water in hell to buy. I'm going to start thinking every time I drink this water, and I'm going to even thank God for it. Thank you, Jesus. See, we take life for granted. We take life for granted. We think, well, we feel good. We're good health. We're going to live a long, long, long time. So I'm just going to go on and I'm going to live my way. I'm going to do my thing. But let me tell you something, people. When your time comes, I don't care how good you feel. I don't care how much you got. I don't care how bad you feel. When your number is called, you're going to leave here. And you're going into either heaven or you're going to go to hell. I don't know what you're going to do, but I know what I'm going to do, Connie. I've done my plans. I've done got my ticket. My name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That blood has done been applied to my heart uh, and I know uh, I know uh, I'm going to heaven uh, no I am does anybody want to go give the Lord a hand uh, if you want to go Woo! <laughs> well glory to God Woo! Mm. Mm. hallelujah he said just send Abraham just send poor old Lazarus down there I said, I apologize to him. I'll tell him how sorry I am. Abraham says, it's too late. I'll go to you, church, there's more people in hell praying today than they are in the churches. Amen. Oh, yeah. Come on, brother. Exactly. I know one is... <laughs> That guy right there, bro. The rich man is. And he said, just see, no, can't do it. Can't do it, buddy. He said, you remember? Oh, he remembered. He said, in your lifetime, you had everything that you needed, all the good things of life. Now, on the other hand, do you remember Lazarus sitting over there at that table? Now then, he's got a beautiful robe on. Now then, he's sitting at the table. Now then, he's eating the good food. He got invited to the supper, brother. <laughs> and he said, now then, he said, he's comforted. But he said, you're not. He said, you're tormented. He said, and besides all of this, verse 26, there, and beside all this between us and you, 
There is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from there. There's a lot of people in hell, if they could get out of there, they'd go to heaven. They'd be willing to give up everything they had. I guarantee you that rich man, but see, he thought he could just like there's a lot of people today that thinks that they can buy their way into heaven. I said, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If salvation, if you could buy salvation uh, and the promise uh, that you would never go to hell uh, and in torment, uh, and if money could buy salvation to promise you that uh, and to secure you that away, uh, there'd be a lot of people go to heaven. Uh, and if it costed money, there'd be a lot of people that couldn't go uh, like me. Uh, but thanks be unto God, uh, that ain't the way it is. Uh, you can't buy your way into heaven. Uh, you can't steal your way into heaven heaven. Uh, you can't get there no other way except Jesus said I'm the way and if you get there you're going to have to come by, come by me. Going to take the blood of Jesus Christ as Mark's brother Mark said. He said no he can't. Said, There's a great gulf. We can't come. Well he seen he wasn't getting nowhere with Abraham. Then said I pray thee Abraham therefore father that thou would have sent him to my father's house. Oh, Abraham, send old Lazarus, send that beggar down to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. If I can't get out, Abraham, and if Lazarus can't come down here, at least, Abraham, send him down to my house, down to my father's house. I've got five brothers. I don't want them here where I'm at. I am tormented in these flames. Tell them not to come. And Abraham said, can't do it. Can't do it. If they won't hear Moses and the prophet, he said, they'll not hear one from the dead. <laughs> Come on, brother. Uh. Oh, but they will, Abraham. No, they won't. It just ain't going to happen, church. It's just too late for that rich man. And if you're here this morning and you're lost and you're watching on Facebook here, you're listening back there at dark. If Jesus comes and you're not prepared, you might be wind up right there at the side of this rich man. He's got a lot of experience of praying today, I'll guarantee you. But it's going to be too late. Oh, we can play church all we want to. We can put in tithes all we want to. Think that'll get us to heaven the more we give. But it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. Money can't buy salvation. Amen, brother. Thank God for that. Mm-hmm. Because it's free. it's free. Jesus said, Jesus said, you belong to me. He said, you've been bought with a price. Sister Phyllis, we've been bought with a price. Amen. We didn't have to pay for it. But Jesus paid, paid the price that you and I should have paid. I want you to consider this morning. I want you to consider right now. If Jesus should come today, am I prepared to leave this walk of life? If I leave today,
is my name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And if the answer is no, you come up here and you can get it in about 10 seconds. You can have it written in there. It's up to you this morning. Too late. Been a lot of good people. Put it off one day too long. And it's too late. Too late for them. But thank God it's not too late for you this morning. Thank God it's not too late for you this morning. What about it this morning? Bow your head, will you? Well, I thought number one would surely be me. I thought I could be what I wanted to be. I thought I could be on this life sinking sand. But I can't even walk without you holding my hand. Put your mask on. Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. The mountain's too high and the valley's too wide down on my knees. That's where I learned to stand. Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. I thought I had done a lot on my own. I thought I could make it all along. I thought of myself as a mighty big man. But I can't even walk without you holding my hand. Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. Mountains too high and the valleys too wide. I can't even walk 
singing, Ronnie. Singing nothing. Singing other than dismissing here. And uh, I want to say we're glad to have everybody with you. You too be careful going home. And glad to have you guys. Glad to have everybody. Beautiful crowd here this morning. Beautiful crowd. Just sing a song here with old brother Ronnie here. To get on. Elijah was a praying to the Lord above. Got a double from heaven up above. There was something coming down. Come on, let's get in.